Blog Talk Radio. Let's keep it Blessings, 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 and a gracious good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time it is in your hemisphere where you're hearing the sound of our voice, we wish you God's blessings. We're just so grateful and so excited. As always, we always start to show off with a praise unto the Lord just for life itself, just to know that God has blessed us to be among the land of the living. Everybody cannot say that today, seriously. And there were people that woke up this morning and they can't say that at this particular point in time of the day. So we are grateful for God's protection, for God's guidance, for God's love, grace, and mercy upon our lives. One more time, one more chance to breathe in and breathe out, to say to him be all the glory. Hallelujah. Welcome. I'm doing double duty today, so I'm going to say welcome to the It's Real Radio broadcast and the Supernatural Success broadcast because I am recording the video of this at the same time that we are doing the audio broadcast on Blog Talk. So I'm doing double duty, but I am so grateful to God for all that he is doing in our lives. Oh, my God. This lady that is on the line with me is so precious to me, and I've just been reflecting over my years with the Lord and and the different things that he has brought me through, the different things that he has blessed my life with, and one of the things that I am so very, very grateful for is the kingdom connections that he has given me, the people that he has joined me with to just say, hey, you know, you can do it. We encourage one another. You know, we dump on each other. We encourage each other. This is like truly, truly my sister in the Lord and my beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous co-host. Hallelujah. Blessings to you, Ms. Tanya. How are you today? You know what? I just love you. Let me hang up and call back and you can do that same introduction. <laughs> and I'm going to hang up again and you can do that same introduction. Just such a blessing for someone to speak life into your life abundantly. You know what I want to say, my queen, to you as well, just knowing you as long as I have the good, the bad, the ugly, the great, the small together in many different moments and pivots of our lives. But I thank God in such a time as this that I've been blessed by your presence just to be able to um, bounce off with you and to talk with you and reflect with you on this show. So that's even a greater blessing to me and to God truly 
be the glory. Amen. And I pray that everyone on the airway, anywhere you are, night, afternoon, and morning, that you're doing well. And God has just embraced you with his presence. And that's looking around and seeing another day. Amen. 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 He is so gracious to us. He is so very, very gracious to us. So we are so very thankful to him. So I, again, as I said, I've been reflecting. <laughs> it's always kind of dangerous when I do that. But in looking back and reflecting, I, I, I'm, I'm really kind of at a pivotal point right this moment um, of awe. I promise you, of awe in the things that God has done for my life. Um, and I want to share a little testimony as we start the show. A few years ago, uh, I went back to school. I had wanted to get my bachelor's degree for many, many years. Uh, when I graduated from high school, my, my first year out of school, I've always wanted a college degree. My, my mindset was I was going to get out of high school. I was going to go straight into college. And at that time, living in Las Vegas, my major was hotel administration, and I was just going to do great things. I was going to be an executive of one of these hotels out here, and that was my mind, right? I, I've always had lofty aspirations, so to speak, but I believe that that was the God in me, just expanding my territory mentally um, and, and giving me vision for great things to come. Anyway, um, got out of high school. The summer I got out of high school, that August, my mother and I had this huge fight in the middle of Jackson Street, the <laughs> street I lived on, and I winded up with both of my children packing up and moving that day. Needless to say, college was not on the horizon that upcoming semester because it was about me taking care of my two children, finding work, and supporting us. So I had to put school on the back burner. From there, um, about eh, six, seven months later, I guess it was, I did wind up moving back home, thank God, because um, it was a trying time out there, y'all. But I wound up moving back home, and I moved back home, I believe it was like on a Saturday. And that following Monday, I mean, I like let no grass grow under my feet. I went right into beauty school because my mother was a beautician. She actually owned her own salon, and I had just, when I was a little girl, I desired to become a beautician because my mother was one, her mother was one, and I just felt that that was what we were going to do. And she talked me out of it. She was just like, no, the hours are too long. I want you to have a career. I want you to do other things, yada, yada, yada. So, again, hence, you know, my desire for college. But when I moved back home, it was just like my mother's help had begun to fail, and um, somebody needed to take over the shop and help her in, in what she was doing. And so I went right into beauty school, got my 1,700 hours, knocked it out in probably about nine months. I was like a, a person on a mission. And um, graduated beauty school, went right into um, the beauty shop, and then into college <laughs> Uh, because I still had not lost my aspiration to get my degree. I, this is a little lengthy testimony, but I really want to want you to understand where I'm at today. Um, so I went on into college uh, once I, I got my my cosmetology license, and I was in a two-year college. I was in Clark County Community College, and so I was going to graduate with my associate's degree in hotel administration and from there go on to UNLV so I could get my bachelor's. So I had it all planned out. Well, life happens. <laughs> um, I got a job. 
um, doing at Caesar's Palace, front desk at Caesar's Palace. I'm doing hair. I'm going to school. I'm taking care of my children. Again, as I said, my mother's health started failing at that point, so I'm a caregiver as well. And so something had to go. And what went was college. And I only had a semester to go. Hindsight, 2020, I would have forced my way on through it, but I didn't. And so um, I set it on the back burner with the aspiration and with telling myself over and over again, I'm going to go back, I'm going to finish, I'm going to go back, I'm going to finish, I'm not going to lose sight of what I want. Fast forward another couple of years, I got my job with Don King Productions, I'm traveling the world, school is really on the back burner now, (laughs) okay? And so I never went back to school, long story short. Well, a few years ago, um, all of a sudden, I find myself in a position where I can go back to school. Um, understand, I'm like late 50s. Uh, I'm just like, okay, am I really, really doing this at this point in time in my life? And the answer was yes. And so my desire was to go get my bachelor's degree since it was something that had always been on my heart, and I was just like, okay, God, you did not forget me. Only my, 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 my sights for what I wanted my degree in had shifted, and so I went back to school and got my bachelor's degree in theology since now I'm a minister, et cetera, et cetera. Well, fast forward to now, okay. On June the 5th, June the 5th, I will be graduating school with my doctorate, and I am totally in awe of God. And I don't want to cry, but I am so in awe of God because this was not even on my horizon. This was not even something that I was contemplating doing. But God just worked it. God just worked it. He worked it. I, I did the bachelor's. I went ahead and I re-upped and did the studies for the master. And then I re-upped again and, and did the studies for the doctorate. And so um, in two weeks, I actually get my doctorate. And I am literally, literally in awe of God because without him, be. none of this would be possible I'm 64 years old. I'll be 65 this year, and I am just like we cannot fathom the things that God has for us, the things that he has planned for us that we have no idea about. You see, even though I thought I had lofty ambitions way back when, God had even greater plans for my life. So and our topic today, I said all of that to lead into what our topic today is because I think it is very, very important that we understand that God has not given up on you. God has not given up on us and the dreams that we hold into our hearts, okay? It is never too late for him to do what he wants to do. This past year for me has been such a year of discovery. I've shared on the show before, last year, found out who my biological father was. Two two and a half months ago, found out who my biological mother was, connected with siblings. It's It's just amazing to me because these are things that were in the recesses of my heart so many years ago that I had put it on the back burner thinking it would never happen. But God. But God. So our topic today is update, upgrade, system error, and recalibration. Okay. 
we have to understand in this this time of technology, I wanted to put this in a, a manner um, that we can all understand. We are constantly getting emails and getting things from our phone on our phones that says your phone needs to do an upgrade, especially if you have a smartphone. It's constantly doing an upgrade, okay? Your computer, Windows, has to do an upgrade. I, I don't know if Macs do upgrades or not because I'm not an eye person, but, you know, I do know that in this age of technology, updates are very, very important. And with the updates come upgrades in systems. You know, you're always taking your, your, your system to another level, okay? And then there are some times when we do the update, we do the upgrade, but we get a system error. Something did not go well with the update and the upgrade. And so when that happens, then there has to be a recalibration. A recalibration becomes necessary to fix whatever that system error was. Well, it's the same thing in our lives, okay? God is constantly in a place where he's telling us, okay, we need to do an update. I need you to get in my presence. I need to update your spiritual being. I need to update your mindset. Renewing of the mind comes from the word of God. I need you to spend time with me. I need you to come up another level. I need you to seek me even more. I need to be able to pour into you. And then with those little updates, there suddenly will come an upgrade. I usually upgrade my phone every two years. I get a new phone because there's new features on the new phone. So I'll hold on to a phone for about two years, and then I want the new one. Now, there was a new one that came out the year before. They have a new one comes out every single year. That's how they keep getting your money. But a new one comes out every single year. But I wait for two years because it's like, okay, I'll get double. I'll get double if I wait two years to do my upgrade. In God, if you continually spend that time with him, there are periods, pivotal times in your life where he'll say upgrade. Now, so I liken the update to I'm taking you to a new level. I got a new level that I need you to come up to. I got new plans for you that I need you to recognize. New levels, new levels, new levels. But when it comes to the upgrade, I got a new dimension for you. I got something that your mind has not even fathomed. You haven't comprehended the places that I want to take you because my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. And you really, really think you know, but you really don't know the depth, the width, the breadth of what it is that I truly have for you just because you belong to me, just because you're my child. And sometimes, sometimes there's a system error and we need to recalibrate. Sometimes we're going along and in the natural, we will think the grass looks greener on the other side. We will think that we know better than God. We will think that, oh, no, I need to go to this detour over here because that looks good to me. I need to go check out that person over there. I'm getting taught well here, but now there's something over there that I have itching ears for because they're talking my language. They're not talking God's language. They're talking my fleshly language. And so it has caused my ears to perk up and say, well, I want to go over here and I want to listen to this. 
I see a person over there that, oh, hmm, and he's fine. Hmm, don't she look good? Hmm. Let me go check this out. What I got is okay. It's okay. But that over there, that's eye candy to me. I want to go check that out because that looks good. Don't look bad, but it looks good. And so I want to go over there. And in those moments, in those moments where we think it looks so good and we've neglected to see if it looks so God, we get a system error. Because we find out that that grass that was so pretty and so lush in our neighbor's yard was nothing but astroturf. It was not real. And with real grass, there is a seeding that takes place. There is a planting that takes place. There is a watering that takes place. There is a fertilizing period that takes place. For that grass to be good and healthy and green, it takes all of the 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 different stages and processes and progresses to get it to that healthy-looking yard where that astroturf didn't go through any of that because it's not real. It's fake. So today, I want us to start thinking about what are we looking at that looks good, but it's not God? What are we endeavoring and chasing after that seems pleasant to our eyes, that seems that, oh, my God, yeah, if I could just get that right there, I'd have it. I'd have it. Therein, right there, right there, when you see something or someone that says, if you could get that, you would have it, then every alarm in your system needs to be going off at full throttle and full blast. Because if it has caused you to take your eyes off of the pride, which is in Christ Jesus, if it has caused you to think that something else is going to fulfill that itch you have other than God, then you're in trouble and you have a system error. And it's time for a recalibration. You got to regroup. You got to rethink your thoughts. You got to step back and say, wait, wait, Lord, what? Mm. I missed it. <laughs> you know, it's okay to say, Daddy, I missed it. I'm so sorry. I was so busy thinking that what I wanted in my flesh was the same thing that I should be designed within my spirit. I'm sorry. The beauty of the Lord that we serve is that he is a God of grace and mercy. And when we go to him and it's like, Daddy, I missed it. Daddy, I'm sorry. Or, Daddy, I was just purely walking in rebellion because I heard you crystal clear. Ben, there did that. Heard you crystal clear, Lord, that you said don't go that way. But because of my flesh, because of what I wanted, I went that way anyway. And it was hell to pay. <laughs> Be straight up honest. So what we want to concentrate today is that recalibration. Like, Okay, you have dreams and aspirations. If you're like me, there were things that you had way back when. And because so much life has passed and you feel that it's too late, it's this, this, this ship has sailed, um, it was something that I desired, but obviously, you know, it wasn't for me, so I'm going to move on. And, and you know what? Guess what, guys? This is the truth. This is the honest of God truth. I found my, my, myself in a place of contentment saying, you know what? 
If it wasn't meant, it just wasn't meant. Daddy, I'm just going to go with you. You know, I mean, because you've been good to me in spite of a degree. You've been good to me in spite of the quote, unquote, paper that hangs on a wall that somebody gives me value and worth because of. No, my value and my worth is in you, oh, Lord God. So I found myself in a place of contentment. Father, you blessed me with loving parents. You blessed me with people that took me out of an orphanage and made sure that I was cared for and I was loved on and had the finer things in life. Let truth be known, you know. So you did well by me. And, and yes, I, I would kind of know where I like to know where I came from, but I'm content. I'm content because you are my father. I'm content because I know the love that was poured into me as a child. So if I never know who my biologicals were, I'm okay. You'll show me when I get upstairs. You'll let me know. You'll put, you'll put that asterisk there and say, okay, baby, I know you wanted to know this here. And I had gotten to a place of serious contentment in the not knowing, serious contentment in the not having. And it was in that place of contentment that God stepped in and turned that thing around, that God stepped in and said, that's what I needed. I needed you to see me as your be all in all. I needed you to be content in who I am in your life. I needed you to recognize that none of these other things are, are oblivious to me, but I want you to know that I am your all and your all. And once I got to that place of contentment, Teddy just started doing. She just started doing. And so when I tell you that I sit here right this moment in a place of, uh, it, it is surreal to me. I promise you, it is surreal to me. I have been like weepy and just, just like, Unbelieving that this is real, seriously, even though I'm the one that's living it, because God has just outdid himself as far as I'm concerned. I'm just like, wow, wow, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ever hope for, wish, Father. That's what God has for you. But we need to get to that place of recalibration. I had to do it in my marriage. I had to get to that place of saying, you know what? Daddy, you gave me a gift in this man. You put things in this man that you didn't put in nobody else specifically for me. Thank you for my gift. And then I had to get to the place of appreciating and honoring that gift. There's so many different things that God has blessed you with. But because you walk in that system error of discontentment, that, that place of, well, I think I got an update. I think I'm being upgraded, but this over here looks like, no, that, that over there looks really good to me. That, that's what I'm going to go after instead of I'm going to go after the lover and the lifter of my soul. Because it is in that hour, in that moment, that supernatural success is mine, that, that dreams and aspirations beyond my wildest comprehension is mine. It is only found in that place in God. So 
that is what I wanted to put on the table today. That's what I want to talk about. And I want to open up the floor to my sister because when I shared with her this morning, I had two things that I wanted to deal with. Um, and I was torn between which two. And she chose this one. And you, you made a statement, Tanya. You said because you're walking through both things. So I, I've put it out there. I've laid the groundwork. So I would love for you to share your take on Update, upgrade, system error, and recalibration. Well, I, I want to first say this, that you guys, all we, every time we've been on this show, you guys know that it's not that I, I'm on the same page as my sister. I just say it differently because I, I walk it differently, and we all walk things differently. And it's like I understand about the system error. You know, I went, just came back from going home. For a couple of days, I went back to Vegas, not being home for a while, and then coming back home, I literally had to take a reboot. And just like your phone tells you, this you haven't cut your phone off, and you know, in a while, sometimes you have to turn your phone off, and you need to boot it back mm-hmm. up. Sometimes we yeah. have to turn ourselves off to the world and the things around us, and we have to do a system reboot. It can become mm-hmm. overwhelming. Of course, we seem like we go through that first. And then just like my sister said, man, it's amazing because I was just saying to myself, Lord, I need to spend some time with you because I'm noticing that mm-hmm. some of my words are not becoming quite tasteful or Christian-like, and my actions mm-hmm. are becoming off, and I'm doing things mm-hmm. that I know in my spirit that grieves me. If your spirit grieves you, then you know you don't have any business doing it. Yeah, you guys true. are probably wondering, yeah. what are you doing? I mean, you know, I don't have to really get down to the nitty-gritty to tell you that sometimes we go out of our character, especially when we're mm-hmm. around different environments and different surroundings. But it doesn't, yeah. it seems like it fits right then until you're in it, and then you realize, this is not me. So then you mm-hmm. come back, and you're exhausted. You're tired mentally physically, because now that means it's time to reboot now. To Now it's time to upgrade your system. And it's the truth. It's only so long that we could tell those same testimonies over and over again. It's only so long. I can tell you guys by the time when this has happened to me a long time ago, but when you're walking in Christ and you're walking, period, on your journey, however God may have it set up for you, because it's not the same, then that means that, that that's what you're going to go through, it, it, and right. you're going to do it differently, and it's going, to, it's going to feel differently. And then you are going to feel alone. Like maybe what my sister's mm-hmm. saying, okay, this wasn't supposed to hold your head down, anybody. What I heard my sister say is don't ever give up, no matter what age you think you are. I don't know about right. anybody else, but sis, I am so happy for you. And let me be one Thank of you. the ones to say I am so proud of you in your endeavors, I know you, and I've seen you work hard. And you're not the one that brags or boasts about it. You pretty much keep things under quiet wraps. And I've learned, you guys, sometimes in order to do a reboot, you don't need to tell certain people you're going to do that. In order to do an upgrade, sometimes you don't need to tell people you're going to do that. Because I promise you, the same ones, they don't want you to do that upgrade because they're not ready to do the upgrade. So, therefore, there are, it's something around them that keeps discouraging you, the reason why you can't upgrade. 
Mm-hmm. So sometimes that takes, and all the time, let me say, that takes time with God. That takes time when nobody's around and however it may start. I struggle, you guys. I struggle. There's sometimes it seems like it's so easy to enter into the presence of God. And then other times I'm mm-hmm. sitting there crying and going, oh, God, have I messed up that bad? I can't even see you. I can't even find you. I can't mm-hmm. hear you. I can't. My senses, my spirit is off. I feel like that right now. I came back home. Mm-hmm. Ever since I came back to work, I've been having this. Urgh. And I'm like, that's not me. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm crying and I'm trying to go, what's going on? Because just what my sister said, it's just time to upgrade. I haven't mm-hmm. told you the last time I spent some really quality time with the Lord. Oh, yes, I get up every day mm-hmm. and I, Lord, I thank you. My feet hit the ground. I bless my food, and when I go and I talk to the Lord about certain things, but quality mm-hmm. time, not just yeah. drive by, fly by night, friend, but quality time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're encouraging you right now, and I'm thanking you, sis, because sometimes when we reach a certain age in our lives, we feel like it's over. It's just mm-hmm. no, it's just no means to an end. And I'm so grateful every moment because as long as you have strength in your body, as long as he wakes you up. It's a fight, but it's worth it to go yeah. all the way with that. So that's what I'm saying to somebody. You may not, it may not be. You can still go to school and get a degree. You can still go do mm-hmm. something with your life mm-hmm. to make you feel yeah. fulfilled. It's just having a made-up mm-hmm. mind, a made-up heart. And then you'll do it. Right, sis? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is the truth. This is the truth. It's, when you are feeling estranged and that place of disconnection and discontentment, then that is the prime time to say, you know what, Mm-mm, I need a reboot. I, I need a recalibration. I need to be in the presence of God. I need this. Um, our pastor was telling us uh, and sharing with us this morning in service that for the whole month of June, we're going to be on a consecration, on a fast, um, and, and, and seeking God's wisdom, guidance, and direction for our lives. You know, not just as the body of KFI, not just as a church body, but our personal lives, that God is taking us someplace. He's doing something within us, in our midst. And if we're not connected, we're going to miss it. And that's the thing that we don't want to do. So when you feel that tug of war, you know, when you feel, and and for you, Tam, what I'm hearing in my spirit is you're in the midst of warfare. Because you did something that the enemy did not like. You went and you spent time with your mother. That is a victory in God for you. You know, everybody doesn't know you and your mother's story, but that's a victory for you to be blessed to spend time with a good quality time, beautiful time with her. You know, that is a black eye to the enemy because he tried everything in your youth to make sure that you, the two of you did not have that bond that mother-daughter bond, and the fact that God has blessed you and showed you nothing is impossible in me. Because there was a point in time in your life, I'm sure you can identify with it, that you did not believe that you would ever have this bond with your mother. You didn't believe it possible. Oh, God. You no, didn't oh believe it possible. anybody out there. And you guys, in, in, while I was home in that time, I was able, my cousin brought some news to me and shared something that I had no clue about. Because when I left Vegas, 
I left Vegas. And then I, my niece brought to me something of my daughter, my middle daughter, and I haven't seen her in years. But when she told me, it made sense, but it also gave me a strategy of what to pray for when my niece yeah. told me. And it's mm-hmm. ju- it just only took a couple words. My niece didn't feel like she was really, she was just talking to me in general. And I hadn't seen my niece in years. So I was able mm-hmm. to bond with people I hadn't seen in years. And then, you guys, mm-hmm. I've had to lose a couple of people that I thought were probably there for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. So it also mm-hmm. gave me an advantage when I came home to say, you know what? I thought my life was pretty. Mm. But I realized that no matter what, no matter how many degrees people have, no matter how much it looks like people's lives are going on, no matter how much money people say they have, people still got things going on, you guys. And no, so stop looking Absolutely. at anybody, yeah. like my sister said. Don't yeah. look at no. Take your eyes off of people. And this is mm. why it's time. I want to go into that consecration. I need time mm-hmm. with the Lord. I need, I'm, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I'm feeling a tug of war. In my spirit, I promise you, you guys, mm-hmm. like I have not felt in a long time, and I know it's for a reason. It's a lot going on, you guys, a lot. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have to be able to do whatever you can right now in this hour. Fight as hard as you can. There's all kinds of distractions out there to take you off the pathway. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. when you think that you got it all right, don't think that the enemy ain't there. Not that he does. He has power like that. But if you don't stay in the presence of God, you ain't gonna have no power. So how can Absolutely. you fight something that you fight something that you have no clue and no power to know how to fight? Whether it's what you can see you or have what you to cannot stay plugged see. into your lifeline. You have to. God yes. is your lifeline, yes. and you have to stay connected yes. and plugged into it. That's your source. That's your source of power. That's your source of strength. You know, that's your source of contentment. That's your source. And when you disconnect from the source, then there's a major issue. There's a major issue. And, and, and because of the warfare, see, see what the enemy wants to do to you, Tanya, and others that are listening to us is get you to a place, a strained place. And the, and the more strained you feel, okay, most people will retreat as opposed to push in. And that's what the enemy banks on, is that we'll retreat from God because we're in this strange place. But what God is saying is, this is spiritual warfare. So this is not the time to retreat. This is the time to push in. Push into your presence. Push in to, to, to your lifeline, to what gives you strength, what gives you power to stand and to resist the wiles of the devil. It is only in the presence of God. It is only connecting to his life force that you will have the power that you need to fight the enemy, to do your recalibration, and to go to your next dimension. It is only, only, only in the presence of God. And we've got to understand that. We've got to get that so deep and so down in our spirit that there is nothing that can shake that. No matter how you may mess up, no matter how you may think you failed, no matter what you think you walked through and you did, you've got to get it so deep down in your psyche, in your heart, and in your spirit. What Romans, the end of Romans 8 says that nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing will separate you from God. 
not going to happen. So you got to just keep coming back, just keep coming back, just keep coming back and seeking him and plugging in and plugging in. Go ahead, sis. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that was just burning within me. It was just like you got to continually plug into your life force. You've got to. I, that does not bother me, and I love it doesn't, you're not cutting me off. A lot of times you have to be led by the spirit because in this hour, the spirit needs to speak. And, you know, coming home and, and seeing uh, my pastor's son and how the Holy Spirit was using him to prophesy, and I know what that's like because the Lord had blessed me with the same gift. And you, you got so much that you're trying to say at one time because it's such an hour as this that we need to hear from the Lord. And please, you guys, don't, you know, we have to be careful out there because there's many false prophets. And they're, they're yeah. unleashed in the land. And there's many demonic undercover attacks to, at this hour, to stop us, to make us believe that mm-hmm. we're not worthy or that we don't mm-hmm. have anything. i got to share something with you. You know, one of my rental properties, you guys, I have like these vines that's going over across the fence. And at first I wanted to cut these vines because I was like, oh, Lord, and if anybody knows about vines, man, those suckers, you can even try to touch them. They'll cut you up like they come alive, and they'll, they'll cut you up mm-hmm. and bite you in places you've never been bit before. It'll trip you completely out. And mm-hmm. I was sitting there. And I was looking at them, and then all of a sudden I started to like them because they began to get full on the gate. And it kind of, because I'm on the corner, it kind of like makes it like a privacy fence. So I thought, okay, cool, let me leave them alone. Then one day I'm sitting on the porch and I look, and today I've seen more than anything. The other day I was like, what is that? Along the fence line inside those weeds that look like weeds, they're vines. And they, you guys, they were blackberries. Beautiful blackberries, mm. wild blackberries, all alongside of this fence. Then there's sunflowers, and not and not sunflowers. Forgive me, you guys. There's um, what is that? Daisies along the side of the fence, and those can be nerve wracking. And you see them growing everywhere, and you're like, good, just get them. I gotta pull those up too. But you guys, I want to say something to you. What the Lord spoke to me today when I was picking them, those wild blueberries. And I was eating them because I know it's my yard, so nobody has been spraying pesticides or anything on them. I rinsed them off, and I was like, look at this. In these blueberries, those are antioxidants and things that can help mm-hmm. your body naturally. And then I began mm-hmm. to pick a whole bowl of those, you guys. I was, like, amazed. And then I picked mm-hmm. some sunflowers. Up, you know what I'm saying? Some daisies, because if you really research daisies, just all the other good antioxidant things it has in it for you, that you can eat a whole daisy. People don't even know that. If you were starving, dandelions, forgive me, not daisies, dandelions. And you can eat the whole flower, a little bitter, but they still do something. And God said to me, if I can take a vine, something that don't even look attractive in any way, and I can bless it to multiply something that's edible and something that's good for you, then what greater are you to me? That I can take you, the same one that it just don't even look attractive anymore. Looks like you're at the end of your rope. Looks like you just 
thrown in a towel. You have just utterly messed up your walk with Christ. You can't figure it out. You, you, you say things maybe that you don't mean to. and You're trying to pray and you're trying to cry out and nothing won't get through. God will still take you and use you in a great way yeah. that his children mm-hmm. can be able to eat from. See, we are made and designed. We are brought here because people need to feed off of our spirits. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to use us so that people can breathe off of our spirit. But he doesn't, so much wrong looks right now and right looks wrong, you guys, that he doesn't want people to be confused when they see Christ because he he wants people to see the Christ and not the crisis. He wants people to yeah. see the, the Jesus and not a counterfeit because it's so easy that people are telling you now, oh, girl, it's okay if you go do that or whatever. You know, I, you know, but no, <laughs> they say the path is narrow. Yeah. Please believe me, there's a reason why he said that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love you guys and always know something. I'm telling you, I'm going to take a picture. You should see the beautiful blackberries that are in these vines. And I kept looking at the vines and saying, oh, well, at least they, you know what I'm saying, sis? At least you can't see on the other side of the fence. They get on my nerves. A couple times I try to go over there and pull them, and they will slice your hands up, and you'll get stuff in your fingers you can't see. So I'm like, leave them alone. Mm -hmm. And then it allowed me when I went, and I had to ask permission, I'm going to pick these blueberries today, okay? But I did it delicately and 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 strategically, and I was able to get a bowl of wild blackberries. I apologize. So here I am to say, no matter how far gone you think you are, get before God. I believe he said he will renew us like the noonday. I mm-hmm. believe that. Because I know right I now, you guys, I need it. I need an upgrade. I just rebooted, mm-hmm. and I'm still, you know how, have you guys ever, your phone say reboot at night? Because it may take about two or three hours for it to go through mm-hmm. everything, all your apps and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times that reboot, when it comes to us, it's going to take longer because we've, we've already allowed so many things to come into this computer. And now we have mm-hmm. to be able to download and let go of some things that we, we go, maybe sometimes I better keep that file. No, I've been having that file for eight years. And if this people ain't calling about that file by now, you might have to let it go dot com. And that's what it is. And the Lord told me, Give me my clothes in my closet. And I say, You got so many clothes. And I go, Well, I don't know how you're talking about that because I can't let go of any of those because I've eaten them all. And I can't tell y'all within the last two years how many of those clothes have I worn because I wear a uniform at work. And that's what I do five days a week. And on two days, I'm working in the houses and stuff. So I wear other kind of clothes. So I laugh. Mm hmm. So what do you need to let go of, you guys, in order for you to be able to upgrade your system? What do you need to let go of? The Holy Spirit is telling me to tell someone it's time to let go. So you're trying to walk into this new season with the old, and he is not going to allow you to do it. Because what you don't know is if it was old in the old season and it didn't work, what makes you think sometimes it's going to work in the new season? Now, he can take something like my sister and all the time she let go of school and the Lord brought it back to her in her new season. That's different 
because that's for the edifying, not only for her, but in Christ that he can use her even greater through that. Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. do you not, what do you need to let go of that's not edifying your spirit anymore? I, I can tell y'all about 10 things about me right now, but that'll be another show and about probably about three more shows. So I love y'all. Mm. And I just want you guys to be encouraged today and know that God still is and don't give up on that because the devil is coming to try to tell us that God isn't because you don't see anything working. But God is saying it's not working because you need to change. It's not because he, he, he's an unchanging God. So you need to change. And you need to come before him, not because he ain't never been there. He said because you've been passing him, you've been looking around the corner, you've been picking up the phone, you've been Skyping on the phone, you've been on, doing FaceTime when you should be spending time with him. Amen, because he just got me on that. So I know I'm not the only one out there, so I know that I'm speaking to someone else too. And I love you guys. Be blessed. Amen. You know, um, it's funny as you were talking, um, the other subject that I, I had told Tanya was on my heart was value placement. And um, I, I taught on value placement this past week in Bible study and thinking about what we're talking about right now with the rebooting and the recalibration and everything, that's where your value placement comes in. That's where you have to, to stop and in your recalibration put things in proper order, proper perspective, and give them the priority that they deserve. When you do that, that's when that recalibration will propel you into your your next dimension. Because in, in your proper placement of the things that you value in life, once you put God first, once he becomes numero uno above all else, then the other items will fall into play. They'll fall into play. See, remember what I said. I got to a place of contentment. I had these things that were within the desires of my heart, but they had not manifest. And here I was in my 50s and into my 60s, you know, and got to that place of, okay, you know, I'm cool, Lord. I'm content in you. 63, finding out who my biological father was. 64, finding out who my biological mother was, you know. And these are desires I've had since a little girl. Not that I did not appreciate the parents that God gave me, but I just really wanted to know who did I look like? You know, where did I come from? You know, are there any similarities in my life? And, and to want that and actually over the years kept researching and trying to find but not having names, just having bits and pieces to go by, it was a difficult process until finally I got to the place of, well, okay, contentment in God. If I never know, it's okay, Lord, because I got you, because you are my father. I was conceived in your mind. I was thought forth and brought forth. I was thought forth in your mind and then brought forth in this reality of the earth realm for purpose, and that purpose came from you, Lord. It did not come from two people cohabitating together. It came from you. And whatever form of, of um, conception that you needed to bring to pass to birth me out in this earth realm legitimately, I'm cool. I'm good with it, and I'm just going to roll on, okay? I'm, I'm good. I'm good, you know? And, and I had to get to that place. 
but there was that that's where that value placement came. When I got to the value placement of it doesn't matter anymore. Only thing that matters, God, is my relationship with you. If I never know, if I never achieve, if I never get to what I thought I aspired to, does not matter. What matters is you. What matters is that I fulfill the purpose for which I was created. What matters is that I impact the lives that you placed me here to impact. What matters is that I pour into the lives of others, that I am blessed to be a blessing, and that I never shut that conduit of blessings off that I continually allow you to flow through me to bless others, continually, because I know that's how my blessings come. They're coming to me not for me to hoard them. They're coming to me for me to pour them out. I get it. Even with this education, all of this is coming not for me. It's coming to be shared with others. It's coming for, for greater knowledge purpose to pour into somebody else's life. See, it, it, when you do your value placement, when you recognize and understand the, the totality as, as far as we can imagine it, with our little finite minds, our totality is not God's totality. Never forget that, okay? Never forget that. But when we have comprehended to the fullest of our own totality of what we can process, then God can take you to the next level. And, and I had, had processed to the place of, no, Daddy, it's about glorifying you. No, Daddy, it's about making sure that I am available for you to use me for your purpose. No, Daddy, it's about me shutting my mouth when I need to and opening my mouth when you give me the words to say. It's about me not um, getting out there so that people see me, me, me but getting out there so they see you, you, you in the midst of me. Because if all they're seeing is me, then they've missed the picture. Their, their vision is blurred, okay, because I'm flawed. So it's not about them seeing me. But, Father, if I can walk upright in you, Father, if I can be a living, breathing epistle to your glory, if I can, oh, Lord God, allow you to use me to pour into the lives of others, close and far, near and far, family and stranger. See, we got to get to that place that we don't pick and choose who we're going to bless. We don't pick and choose who we're going to pour into. We let God do the picking and the choosing. He will not have you cast your pearls before swine because that's his word. But if he tells you to pour into an individual, don't you ever, don't you dare look down on that individual. Don't you call unclean what God has called clean. You let God use you. And don't try to get next to someone just because they are somebody you think, because society has put a tag on them. Don't try to muscle up next to them because you think they can take you places if God didn't give you a kingdom connection with that person. If all you're trying to do is reposition the value of God with the value of somebody else, don't do it. Don't do it. Okay? So it all ties in together. When you're doing your recalibration, you've got to look into your value placement. What do you highly esteem? What do you give honor to? Whom have you placed in that place of authority? 
Whom have you subjected yourself under? Whom have you allowed to speak into your life, to lead, to guide, to direct? Value placement is key in your recalibration. You don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget. You have got, you have got to allow God to lead you. That's what's going to be so awesome and so blessed about the month of June for KFI and for anybody else that wants to join in because Pastor put it out there on YouTube and Facebook and everywhere else that we broadcast to, you know, with an invitation. Anybody that wants to join, join in. And it, it just immediately dropped in my spirit because I haven't done a shut-in in over a year. And it was like as I was at the altar and, I, and Pastor was anointing people, it was like second week of June, shut-in. Oh, okay, cool. Soon as soon as service was over, in fact, Denny hadn't even stopped playing yet. Okay, I went straight to talk and said, "Can we do a shut-in second week of June?" Sure. I was like, "Okay," you know, because I know I'm leaving the month of July and I'm going back to Atlanta for at least six months. I need that recalibration. I need that that intense time with God to say, "Lead, guide, and direct me." I know I have a purpose that I want to accomplish for going. But, God, what is your purpose for going? I thank God my husband's coming with me this time. It, it, it's a whole different complexity than the most of the times when I go. So it's like, okay, let me recalibrate. Let me understand this ain't about me time, okay, because my husband will be there, so I have to give husband time as well, all right? But what is most important, God, is your time. What, what is it that you want to accomplish during this time there? I don't want to miss you. I don't want to miss you. I have a plan that I want to accomplish, but if my plan does not allow with God, align with God's plan, then my value is misplaced. If I usurp my plan above what God wants, then my value is misplaced. So my value has to remain, God, what is it that you want to work during this time? I think it's going to be an incredible time for me and my husband because it will be just the two of us. We haven't experienced that in a long, long, long time. <laughs> Always a house full. So just the two of us. I see wonderful things coming out of that for my marriage. I see things that God wants to accomplish with the two of us in ministry. I see that God is going to do great things in the midst of this. So it's like whatever my plan is, let me make sure that it fits under God's plan. And God, if it's of you, then you will bring it to pass. You will work it. Because guess what? I've walked with him long enough to recognize and to say with all my heart, I know in whom I believe. I know in whom I believe. And the word of God has promised me that they that know their God and that know dictates an intimate knowledge of, not just fluff, not just what you've heard in Sunday school, not just what mom and them told you about God, but them that know their God on an intimate level, personally, have married themselves to him, have put whatever their preconceived notions are to the side and say, God, it's you and you alone that I want to please. 
Those are the ones that God will give the desires of their heart to. And guess what? Those are the ones that the word of God says will do great, mighty exploits in him. So if you want to accomplish things in life that the average person would look at you and say, you're crazy. Ain't no way you're going to do that. You're crazy. What makes you think that you can accomplish that? You're crazy. You'll never be that. <laughs> I'm going to be a doctor, y'all. <laughs> Dr. Cornette James. Are you kidding me? I just told myself, you're crazy. What? What? Please. The point is, it's about God. It's about your value placement in him. It's about you saying, I don't care what has been spoken against me. What I care about it is what has been spoken about me in the annals of the word of God, in the book of life. I'll never forget this, and I shared this before on the show many years ago. I was driving, and I, God was pulling me out of a, a very, very bad situation in my eyes. I was just like, at my wits end. It was just like, God, if this trial is not over soon, I'm going to kill somebody. I was just over it, totally. And the day that God had, had liberated me and freed me from it, I was driving down the street, and I was praising God. I promise you, my heart was in the Lord right that minute. And I was praising God and I was thanking him for delivering me out of that situation. And these were the words God spoke to me. He said, don't rejoice because that trial is over. And I was just like, what? <laughs> what? He said, you're going to have more trials and tribulations. Don't find your joy in the fact that that particular trial is over. Find your joy and the fact that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'll never forget that. As long as I live, I'll never forget that. So where your value lies is not just because you've overcome something or you've gotten past something. And, and, yes, thank you, Lord. Yes, you do. You can rejoice in God when he does that for you. And it wasn't that God didn't appreciate my rejoicing in him. It was just he wanted to make sure that I was not misappropriating my praise in the wrong manner. My praise was that I was through with that trial. His focus for me was to praise him because my name was written in the Lamb Book of Life. And guess what? It was never going to come out of it. Like he told me, I'm going to have more trials and tribulations. But if I'm going to rejoice in him, rejoice in the fact that I'm in his book. I'm in his book. He will never erase me out of his book. I'm there for eternity. So because I know that, then I know that no matter what it is that I have to go through in life, I've got the victory because I'm in his book. And so I need to make sure that I'm plugged into my life source. I'm plugged into where my authority and my power comes from because that's how I'm going to overcome. That's how I'm going to recalibrate. And that's where my value placement needs to be. So I thank and praise God that we've had this time today to share with you. I pray that you have been blessed by what you have heard and to remember and to know it's never too late for God to move. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how old the dream is. I don't care how long ago you let it go. If it's of God, he's going to do it. Tanya, we are out of time. Will you please pray for the people, please? 
This is what the Holy Spirit given me. And if anyone is listening to my voice, pray with me. If you hear later on, pray this prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you right now, not only for you, but for the Holy Spirit in your Father, God in heaven. I thank you right now, Father, for allowing me to be who I am, who you created me to be. And then call out your name. I thank you for all the gifts and challenges that you put inside of me, for me to do great things, not for myself, Lord, but for the glory and the glorification of you and your kingdom of God, that your kingdom may come in the name of Jesus. Lord, I've messed up. I've sinned. I've said things I shouldn't have said in season and out of season. And, Father God, Mm -hmm. I'm just asking right now that you come back into my heart and that you upgrade Mm -hmm. my spirit and reset my life. I know it's not going to be easy, but give me whatever I need, Father God, to continue on with you. Give me the Holy Spirit, as you said, as my comforter, as my teacher, Mm -hmm. in the mighty name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. We love you guys, and please pray that prayer. And I believe that God will forgive you, and you ask him to, and he'll forgive you for your sins. He will reset your life, yes. and I will say this, keep going with Christ because he loves you, and be blessed. I love mm-hmm. you, sir, so much. Thank you again for the opportunity Amen. on this platform. Amen. I love you. Amen. To God be the glory. Well, guys, that's it. Lord willing, we will see you next week. Same God time. Same God channel. Same God channel. Amen. Let's keep it real.